Hi, everybody in podcast land and also on YouTube. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Anthony. Yeah, <gasps> that's right. Anthony is here because Riley's on vacation. And Anthony is boss. And today on the Carpal <laughs> Critics Movie Podcast, we are discussing the newest Marvel movie, Black Widow. Spoiler alert! <laughs> you're all sing-songy today. I'm sing-songy all the time. Okay, well, sing-song me your rating out of 10 for this movie. And if you're on our convoy of listeners who watch the movies ahead of time, next week we're going to be doing Loki, so you Ooh. should start ahead of time because it's six episodes. Uh, six hours. Yep. I have three kids. I can't wait to fit this in my schedule somehow. <laughs> Goodbye, sleep. Uh, but yeah, Loki is pretty interesting. I can't wait to cover it. Yeah. But today, it's a different Marvel movie. Black Widow. David, what's your rating out of 10? When it's contained as a spy thriller, elevated by a couple of exceptionally charismatic performances, it soars. But as soon as it glides into quasi-superhero CG fucking enhanced territory, it's just another middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. 6.8 out of 10. Word. It's good. Uh, first half is way better than the second half when it becomes like bigger than life, all CG enhanced action scenes. I just kind of like don't care the second half, but the first half and the family dynamic, good stuff. Nice. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I would, I would kind of agree. Uh, I feel like it's a fun, more realistic movie than most of the other MCU movies, uh, mostly because the main character has no superpowers. It's just a trained assassin slash super spy. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Black Widow from the comics, though. And people who are say that it you know, kind of fell short in that regard because there was less of the espionage angle. Mm. But uh, yeah, like the first half of the movie was amazing. Second half, yeah, there was a lot of CG explosion crap. Um, I originally had 8 out of 10. I'm going to say 7.5 just sure. because I, I I really agree with what you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to call this the Rogue One of Marvel movies uh, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> it's just kind of, it's an in-between, right? It like takes yeah. place kind of during another movie. But Black Widow is a worthy addition to the MCU that managed to introduce new characters that I can't wait to see more of while making existing movies in the canon more enjoyable. And most importantly, teaching us that blood is thicker than pheromones. <laughs> uh, didn't really care about the time... Everything was exploding in the sky at the end, but whatever. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's funny that Disney's kind of carving out this niche for spy thrillers. Like, Winter Soldier, or like the original Winter Soldier is like one of the most beloved MCU movies. And they kind of seem to be moving that direction. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the show, is kind of more sky spy capery. And then this, and I wonder if they're trying to like build out kind of like subsections within the MCU that are like, whole genres but like many movies within a genre because i thought they were going to do like one-off weird experiments but now it's feeling like they're building spy thrillers well there's there's more mcu movies than genres so yeah it has to happen that way yeah fair fair and we'll talk more about that right after this message from our sponsor (laughs) vessi footwear Famous for making shoes that are light, comfortable, and most importantly, waterproof. Bessie's shoes are made from a dual climate knit material. They're easy to pack and they're 100% vegan. I love mine because they're super easy to slip on and off and I haven't had laces in like six years. And I don't have to worry about what the weather's like outside. They just work. So head to Bessie.com slash Carpal Critics and get 25 bucks off right now. Mm. That is it. Also, spoiler alert for this whole movie. Oh, yeah. We said said that, that. but we'll say it again. We'll do it again. It's all spoilery. (laughs) Now, normally, this is the part of the show where we read a detailed synopsis of what happens in the movie, but that's Riley's job, and he's not here, and we forgot to do it. So here is a way less comprehensive, bulletproof version of what happens in this movie. The movie opens with a flashback scene where the family escapes with a mysterious floppy disk. Then we cut to the future where Natasha is hiding in Norway because the Civil War movie is happening, and she's not with the Avengers at the time. Then we cut to Morocco where Yelena, Natasha's sister, is a Black Widow spy and hit in the face with some gas, which makes her realize she was under mind control. And now her mission is to get this gas to all the other widows, so they are no longer under mind control. Then we cut back to Natasha in Norway, where she's attacked by Taskmaster because she's in possession of the gas, which her sister mailed her. Realizing that she has this care package from her sister, we cut to Budapest, where Yelena and Natasha meet in the old Budapest safe house. 
Then they go to break out their dad from prison. Then they go to break out their mom from the farm she lives on. <laughs> all in the pursuit of finding the Red Room, the place where all the widows are trained by a really bad, evil, vile Russian guy named Drakov. They find the Red Room. It's floating in the sky. They destroy it. They kill Drakov. And then they unleash all the other widows from mind control using a big bomb of gas. Never to be heard of ever again, even though they would have been very useful in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> they're just people, though. They're not even super. Yeah, they're, but I mean, like, Black Widow was useful. Yeah. yeah. They're exceptional people. All right, that's basically what happens. That's always the problem with these movies that are, like, retroactively inserting themselves into a, a franchise. Because, like, I like it and I like how it fits in, but then it's it asks all these questions, like, her dad is, like, is a superhero, like, did he not care? Like, did he not care about the end of the, the world, the end of the universe? Why, why wasn't he there in Endgame? Doesn't hmm. matter. It doesn't matter. Maybe he's back in jail. Well, he didn't have a, he didn't have a visa to come to the, the States. <laughs> yeah, fair. Endgame is American. That's true. Yeah, he, Thanos is only coming after the US. Okay, well, hopefully that synopsis wasn't too confusing. We're going to get into more detail on all these scenes starting now. So why don't we start with the flashback scene at the beginning? Yes. What did you guys think of that? That was easily, I think, probably the strongest opening, I think, in mm. recent memory. Um, it really didn't set it up as a superhero movie. It set it up as a spy movie. Like, there there was a lot of uh, espionage elements to it because, literally, the father is acting as a spy, yeah. even though he's a super soldier who's being used as a spy for some reason. So, there was a surprising amount of shooting. And a surprising amount of people actually getting hit by bullets for a Marvel movie, which to me was kind of weird. And it kind of set the tone for the rest of the movie being like, oh, there's going to be a body count probably. Yeah. And I mean, spoilers, there kind of is. Yeah. So, yeah, like I I thought it was a pretty strong opening. Um, I don't remember all of the details now because I saw the movie like literally a week ago on the 8th, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a day before it was supposed to launch. And I'm not sure how. (laughs) Uh, Cineplex, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Cineplex. Yeah. I think that they asked, they posed a lot of questions that, in that intro that that were eventually answered. Some of them answered so long later that yeah. I had notes being written that were like, why that? And yeah. then they answered. <laughs> they eventually did answer. And they're actually really compact and succinct in, yeah. in how they did that. Even things, you know, like you're not grounded to anything at the beginning at yeah. all. Like I, I don't even, I wouldn't have even known I was looking at young Nat. Same. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that's like... um. I think that was a purposeful choice, too, because like, I mean, she's known to dye her hair, but having her be really androgynous and uh, have blue hair made it be like, is this not? I you know guess? who that, that actor is? That no. kid is Mila Jovovich's daughter. Oh, my God. I, for sure. I said that. I'm like, that she would be a great Mila Jovovich younger you person. You wrote that down? I wrote that down. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, totally androgynous. I, I wouldn't have known except for the subtitles that that was her because yep. she's cycling through the neighborhood and someone goes, hey, Nat. Yeah. And, and if I, I didn't, didn't know that, that yeah. I was yeah, like, I didn't hear it. Which I didn't hear it, even though the subtitles were on. <laughs> I watched it twice. Um, but I would have thought maybe Yelena was. Yeah. Nah, I had no idea. Yeah, there's some really good stuff in that uh, sequence. Like, I think the plane sequence is really good. It's really tense. And I like how they, like, give you a superhero moment of uh, Alexi just, like, flipping the tank out of the way to get the, the give the, the plane go out. And you're like, yeah, that's smart. That's a smart use of his It's powers. another question, though. Yeah. You're like, yeah, whoa. Was, like, was that really light? Yeah. Or was it actually that he's a super, like, he's True. super powered, you yeah. know? And I like that whole sequence when they're, yeah, on the runway and then the mom gets shot and, like, like it, this tense. I felt the tension in the same way that I, I yeah. feel like a good spy movie. Totally compelling. Yeah. And man, it was intense because like these little girls are in this plane. There's blood on Yelena's face, man. She's sick. So yeah. there's like blood spattered across yeah. her face. Like it's, it's insane. And I think what worked too is that the 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 
that sequence or the whole the whole like flashback they actually took their time with it i think they could i could have seen them compress it into a shorter amount um but because it's like 15 minutes you kind of get I, I i found i was grounded in the regular life and then if they were slowly pulling it apart as like the the spy levels were unveiled like when the dad comes home and you're like whoa but before that you're just like oh it's a family like they seem really normal and you you have time to connect with those people connecting to their like their environment and so when when the spy stuff starts happening, it really feels like a big escalation and in a really exciting way. And because you don't know what's happening yet, like I was saying, you're not anchored to anything yet. Yep. When they say things like, hey, we're going on this big adventure and Yelena's like, yay. But then Nat's like, ah, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe this kid doesn't want to move from her hometown and she has friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't know what the hell. Yeah. Like, what is she sad about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for one, I didn't I didn't know which one was going to be Nat. Like, I didn't know if this was going to be like, a oh, it's going to be a younger sister or an older sister kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, the dad specifically, like the way he came home, the way he kind of acted, it, it seemed. Well, I mean, obviously it was super serious at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, yeah, the, the, the difference between how the mom was acting and how the dad was acting. I mean, obviously we know who they are now, but, uh, you know, it seemed super normal at first. And then it's like. Oh, well, we need to go. Yep. Where are you going? What are you doing? What's what's going on? Why are you why are you leaving? Yep. And um yeah, the, the chase sequence at the uh runway I found was really kind of strange because after I knew who the dad was, the fact that he didn't use superpowers at all was kind of strange to me, mm. but at the same time it kind of makes sense if he's trying to prevent people from knowing who he is oh true right yeah because that could be an international kerfuffle if the red guardian is in the states burning yeah. down facilities oh i guess that's true even after it's revealed that you know i burned down the place i'm escaping they still don't want it to know that it's yeah. the red guardian but do you think he it was a demonstration of his superpowers him just using the rifle because the first shot he took was like that was a good shot he, yeah he, he just lifts the rifle and, yeah. and takes out the driver and the car and crashes. I mean, like being able to stay on the plane while he's shooting even though it's going yeah. pretty fast i think that's like you accept it because you're like, he kind of probably has superpowers or something. Like, but it's then, a bit of a demonstration. Then one of the trucks gets really close and he's like kicking the driver. Yeah. And that, he didn't seem very super during that. No. No. So yeah. it was kind of like, is does he have superpowers? Was that thing that he just flipped over like just really light for some yeah. reason? I didn't notice that it was a tank. Yeah. I thought it was just like a trailer or something. Fair. It's, uh, it's like, it is like a, it looks like a trailer or a tank. Yeah. But it's yeah, like, so it just it's looked like, like he was just like, Argh! And whoop. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I got to say, man, the house that they live in, I love it. I love that design where it's like the decline, <laughs> like the stage the house. Sunken living the room sunken living room. I think it's such a cool design. I'm like, I want to live there. That it must be on a hill. Must be on a hill. I like how the 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 father comes home and in secret says, like, you know, we're leaving. No. But then his presentation to the kids is very, um, like, curated. You know, like, oh, don't worry, honey. I got your shoes in the car. I got yeah. a granola bar for yeah, you. Yeah. He's, he's, roll up. <laughs> and and this is all in service of what happens later because the question later is like was our family fake mm -hmm. or was our family real and we know as the audience like because what they have made us feel during that scene is we're on the side of that was real yeah that was yeah. real they really were sisters they played together dad really did care about them with things like that like because yeah. he could have just been like shut up kid we're going in the car now we're, yeah. you're <laughs> you're yeah, gonna yeah. go and be groomed by this yeah. awful <laughs> general guy he's yeah. gonna make a super soldier but instead no he even in that time of crisis no. the parents were good parents well that kind of brings us me or brings us to like what i think is the strength of the movie which is the characters i think that the they're exceptionally good especially alexi and uh yolena i think like yeah florence Pugh, man who she can act she brings so much charisma to everything she does she's amazing she's incredible i loved her yeah 
And she's she's funny, but when she like breaks down, like at the dinner scene when everyone's like, like Natasha's trying to pull a family apart, be like, we weren't a family, we weren't this, and like she breaks down. She's like, it was so real to me because like that's the only good memories I have. Those are my first memories, and like that was a family to me. That's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. I like I was really feeling. Oh, she it. can bring yeah. it, man. Because for a lot of, I'm not gonna say a lot of, but some of the actors in the MCU, you know, you're here because you can do flips, and yeah. you know, you're a good action star. And there's only a few moments that are like tense, you know, monologues yeah. or emotional. And you, they might be stretching themselves to hit those highs. But if Florence Pugh, it's like, like, have you seen Midsummer? Yeah. Like, it's just dread and sadness the yeah. whole time. Like, that's little moment. women. Like, she just is so good. She and I, the movie does a really good job too, setting up their dynamic between Natasha and her. Like, almost every encounter they have, there's a power play dynamic where Natasha has the power over her. Like, when they first see each other in Morocco, or no, in Budapest, um, and they point their guns at each other, Natasha has her on the back foot. Like, she's constantly backing up, and it's, like, such a good little demonstration of, like, Natasha is the big sister, and she's always in control. And they do that a, a couple other times. I can't remember. Yeah, well, um, she slams her on the counter, and she's like, you know, yep. s- stay down. Yeah, exactly. And it's... And then, and then it's, a, it's a characterization of Yelena to be like, or I just smash a plate on your head. Yeah. Because I have the same training I as you. I really like that hand-to-hand fight. It's like yeah. a really fun... It had a lot of like born energy where they're just like looking around, grabbing stuff and fighting like impromptu. And I fucking... Like I bought it, man. When she grabs the curtain, wraps around. Or like I guess it's later when they, the one person grabs the knife and she grabs the stapler. I guess I know it was Was it fight. a stapler? What the hell was that? It was I like think a whole punch or something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just love how like... Like, improvised. Improvised it is. And like it, it goes... I think like that's kind of their superhero is like they're really quick and really fast. Uh, and I really like that same with Taskmaster when they're like on the bridge and they're fighting and they get put like she grapples him and it's like a sick move but like mid swing he like cut or she cuts him cuts herself off and I just like how quick that, and resourceful, and resourceful are, yeah. every single yeah. person fighting in this movie the fights is. I feel like the fights at the beginning were better everything was better at the beginning, beginning. Yeah. Um, that fight reminded me of Kill Bill 2 where um, Beatrix fights Ellie Driver like oh, in the trailer yeah it's, it's the same thing where it's like just smashing you into a wall and yeah hitting you with a kitchen with a toilet or stuff like just super yeah. gritty yeah that was awesome and and that fight on the bridge with taskmaster oh, master when um taskmaster like kicks her leg a little bit yeah. like she like kicks her in the knee to trip her like just awesome yeah. just felt real but then later on when you're like fighting while skydiving and stuff yeah. it's just like cg fest yeah i don't care that's good i think for me the point that the action turned is uh the prison break i was so into the yes. first half of the prison break yes but once the helicopter gets starting to be shot and there's a specific moment. It's when the 50 cal is shooting through the helicopter and you see it like like burst through the cabin and Florence Pugh casually gets up, walks th- exactly through where the bullets just went, picks up a gun and starts like launching the grenades. And I'm like, oh, we're, in- we're into this now. Like there's no stakes to these bullets anymore. And like we're into like they're basically overpowered and like, they, they, are, they are in no danger. Yeah. So was not. That's pleased. so funny that we all I wrote down like. I'm not digging this prison breaker. We all it all hit us <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Basically, at that exact moment, she turned from "Oh, I've got good training and I can react to whatever I need to react to" to "Oh, this is happening now. Yeah. Let me go get my rocket launcher." Totally. And like the the like the stakes are all set up well. Like I think like when he when Alexi opens the the Red Guardian doll and there's the earpiece, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I like this. This is like Mission Impossible yeah. Four. Like he's got to break out of prison." Okay. Um, but then once the blizzard comes in and you're like, okay, we're going at, we're escalating. The avalanche? Oh, the avalanche, the avalanche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the shot where they swing around on the helicopter and Natasha's hanging off the rope and then she grabs him through the avalanche. It not only is it really bad CG, it was like, looks really bad. It's just like stupid. And it, ugh, I just I was, didn't like the fact that like you are surrounded 
There's dozens of guards. They're yeah. all shooting at your helicopter, which you've already set up as being like a <laughs> shitty old Soviet era yeah. helicopter. Uh, but that's fine. You yeah. can just take all these bullets. Well, yeah. there's like, yeah, it's one of those bad action scenes where like the danger all happens up front and then they do like one thing to dispose of it. And then that like the danger that was really real, it just doesn't exist anymore. And it's just it's it's such a bummer. That prison break could have been so much better if they set it all up as like a sneak out kind of thing. And they're like guiding him through and there's 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 stakes to it. Like he's about yeah. to get caught by a guard and yeah. like they, they like shoot him with a, like a sniper rifle or something. Yeah. And it's like, no, they didn't do that. They made it so that as soon as he, like, started following their instructions, the alarm was pulled. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the Red Guardian's escaping. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, now we're in an action sequence. Yeah. And that, well, that's our life. Now. I had watched Mission Impossible for, like, last week. And it has a very similar prison break scene out of a Russian prison. And, and Ethan Hunt has to escape. But it's, like, his, his, his crew is breaking him out. But they can't communicate. He doesn't have an earpiece. But it's such a better use of, like, the dynamics between the characters where, like, he... He wants to he wants to get out, but he realizes there's a guy he needs as an informant. So he has to go through the prison riot that they created. And he's like step by step having to dismantle it, the guards. And it's it's like starts at zero and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And it just feels so like human and grounded in like, a real prison fight. Whereas this like there is no prison element to it. It's just guards guarding like a, a box. Like yeah, there's no prison. I think in that one, he's also against two sides, right? The yeah. guards want him and the prisoners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I remember it's that. so fun. It's so and like. They have a they they have a good excuse to play like uh, some fifties like crooner song and it really adds to the atmosphere and stuff like it just all is building towards one thing whereas this it's like okay we want to do a prison escape scene but halfway through the prison escape scene like the prison isn't really part of it anymore it's just like a box with guards yeah they should have sent in one of the ladies as like undercover yeah. Yeah. And we get to see her acting all Russian yeah. and then they could have uh, had a more gradual revealing to Alexei that that's yeah. his daughter yep yeah. and he can. No, at first yeah. he just thinks he's getting broken up by yeah. you know some random spy, oh. but then it's re- he kind of figures it out, and then that could have been kind of. <laughs> also, they could have set up their fucking face masks. I when they reveal the face mask at the end, I had no idea. Yeah. I think they needed to set it up like maybe in this sequence, like put Natasha or Yelena in a face mask, and we're like, oh, that's part of this universe, right? Because that's the kind of thing. If you only watch this movie, it's a Deus Ex Machina where it's like yeah. surprise, these amazing advanced face masks exist in this world. Yeah. You're like, okay. So, but if, <laughs> if you watch the whole MCU, then I guess you, you've yeah. seen it before, so it's kind of and earned. But in you the can't back, do that. They're in the background somewhere, like in the one shot where she goes to it's like, in put the, her gun in down. It's in the mom's locker room. Yeah. She has these two masks. So you, the, you see it in the background, but like not clearly. And yeah. then in the flashback after when they're explaining what happened, they show it closely. And I wonder if that flashback sequence was actually shown before, but they tried to make it a twist later. But maybe not. I don't know. I take an issue with that because they do that a couple times where yeah. you're at the climax where Nat is in the red room. She's with Drakov, uh, like facing off against the arch nemesis yeah. and things happen like you can't hurt me because of pheromones. Oh, my God. And then it's like, <laughs> wait, that's a thing. Let me show you a flashback that establishes this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? And then yeah. they're like, oh, you can sever your your nerve. That's a thing. Let me show a flashback <laughs> yeah. where we establish that. Like, no, you can't do that, <laughs> do that. retroactively. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to set, set that up before. before. What the fuck? Yeah. The same thing with the mask. It, it also felt like the whole thing of like faking out uh, Drakeoff to get Natasha there. It felt like it was unnecessary. Like they could have, I think it designed a more interesting plan uh, that was maybe more like clever to get her there on the in the first plane. So like the switch, I guess it's for the audience's sake because then you're like, oh, the mom's betraying them. Oh, no, she's not. They're a family. Um but I just, I just felt it all felt artificial and like audience based instead of like character or story based. Yeah, we could have yeah. got more intera- a better conflict between Drakov and Black Widow because 
like the fact that they had that oh this nerf thing the pheromones is all surprise that is a disservice to the character and the conflict that we could have got yeah we could have had those flashbacks throughout the movie yeah um similar to like striker and wolverine in x-men 2 yeah that is a fucked up relationship yeah you know when they every time they interact wolverine has these flashbacks where he, he remembers running down this tunnel naked and people shooting at him and stuff and then like when he's in that fugue state having just got adamantium put on him and then whenever he confronts him striker just like uses that leverage of that of that horrid past on him like what are you i made you you're an animal yeah. and it yeah. that hurts wolverine right yep. and it hurts him in a way that's not physical and he's not used to being hurt in any way yep. and that's awesome so if we had that with natasha where you know, we, we were given this amazing dark montage at the beginning of this movie yeah. that was un, unlike any yeah. tone we've seen in the MCU. Totally. We're like, whoa, these girls are getting trafficked. They're in a yeah. crate. This one doesn't make it through the training and we see these white gloves pull a sheet over her face. Like, this is insane. Yeah. That was a movie I wanted to see. Same. And then suddenly I, I'm down for the scenes that are like a family drama. But by the end, we are so far from that dark movie. If yeah. we had kept on that tone... And we had had scenes with young Natasha getting groomed yeah. by this evil man. And instead of it being some kind of pheromone bullshit, yeah. which, God, by the way, so why didn't she just back up 20 feet yeah, and shoot him? Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, okay. or like plug her nose. It should have just been psychological <laughs> that he put in her and yeah. she wants to kill him, but yeah. she can't. Yeah. Yeah. Either like he conditioned her as a kid to not do it and she just doesn't remember because, you know, the whole mind control thing or like, oh, I'm the only one who knows who your mother was. Yeah. Or is or where your mother is? Yeah, yes, a, like a psychological attack yeah. on her. Yeah, like, I am your father. Instead of being like, "Oh, who was your mother?" Yeah. Oh, nobody knows. Yeah, it's like are unknown, and it's yeah. like, okay, cool. You just gave up the one piece of leverage you actually had. Yeah, yeah that kind of hurts, but like, it's no no more yeah. leverage. Well, there, and yeah. I, I think he's such a boring villain. Like he's such a generic like Russian boss, like like army boss kind of guy. Like he he they never really. Like give him depth, and I think that's such a bummer. Like they make him detestable. Room. A yeah, lot of they, they do well that they do a good job of that. Yeah, a lot of people I've seen online were saying like he's the most vile person that like in the whole MCU or maybe ever. Like he, you know, he participates in this awful program, and yeah. people even were. I saw people say like I wouldn't be surprised if there was sexual abuse involved in this. Like for sure, yeah. They're not going to show. It's not in the yeah, movie yeah, at all. But, but that's how vile people thought he was. But still, I think just the whole setup that. Does he still, is he still alive? Does the Red Room exist? They kind of had to forego any of that mm. stuff. It's well, just, just by nature of how they structured the movie. I, th I think in general, uh. the the entire villain side of the movie is kind of lame. Because uh, Taskmaster sucks. Like, Taskmaster as a character, it, like there, there's interesting pieces. Like, having her be a victim of Natasha's past, that's cool. But, like... Taskmaster just isn't in the movie for like three quarters of it and like exists not not like, she's an enforcer she's an enforcer yeah. and like that that turnaround at the end feels so unearned well uh, there's aspects of it I like so Taskmaster Matt I keep doing that Taskmaster is very different in the comics mm -hmm. it's male yeah and the person and this guy Tony is his name and he has a photographic memory yeah, so then he, born that way and then can mimic uh, you and it's really hard to fight him because he fights like you fight. Yeah. And we see a bit of that in this movie. In the first fight on the bridge, yeah. uh, you see Taskmaster Task do like the leg around the neck thing that she's yeah. always doing. And that was cool. But I felt like that kind of faded totally. throughout the movie. I just, just didn't know that until I read the wiki after. I was like, oh, that's what Taskmaster does, I guess. Well, in the first shot of, of Taskmaster is uh, she's watching Captain America fight yeah. um, with Hawkeye. And so, okay, she's learning how to fight like them. And then on the bridge, 
she's using a shield. So it's yeah. like, okay, this is sure. I see what's going on here. But by the end, it just felt like, yeah, this is just a big bad and yeah. is good at fighting. And I didn't, the mimicry kind of part wore off. But yeah. what I like about the changes they made from the canon is, uh, you know, I don't think it's just diversity bullshit. Like, oh, now it's a woman and they made it Drakov's daughter. It actually has so much unity with the story because yeah. a lot of the themes in the movie are about bodily autonomy. Yeah. And like, do you have control? Is there free will? Do you have control over yourself? And this character has no control over herself at all. She's run by this chip. She doesn't even have enough autonomy to have her own fighting style. Yeah. She just mimics other people. And then Natasha, free by freeing that villain yeah. and making up for her own mistake in the past, she's just like freeing herself. Yeah. And that is sick. I was so confused. Was was she dead at the end? Or was she just like dazed because the control was lost? Like it, it was well, felt- they said that they were going to take her as yeah. well. So like I don't think she was dead. I think... I think the control was supposed to have been mind control. I think the chip was just like to keep her body functions running or something okay. because like the, the gas worked on her. Yeah. Which I mean, shouldn't have, if it was, it was just a chip, chip. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you never know. I don't, I don't know if they actually explained it. Yeah. I felt like the chip also gave her super abilities, like the ability they, to probably that's how they fight as well. The, the mimicry. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I don't like the design of the character. Uh, you mean I, like, vid- like the production visual, design. Yeah. It felt like kind of just like generic, like advanced soldier like he would be that's a skin in call of duty or something it's like oh okay. crisis suit yeah exactly like it's like slightly more advanced than the henchman that you see but like no it's, i don't know it just didn't feel like special it's a cool suit it's basically like snake eyes kind yeah. of like gi joe suit yeah, totally. um it's it was badass when she puts her sword on her back and it like goes yeah that, and, like that clips cool. in there that was cool i i understand the need for like a helmet um yeah so, so well, you have the character reveal later yeah. Meh. And it's hard because like the Taskmaster in the comics has like a skull face and that probably just wouldn't translate well to real life, like having a skull mask. This helmet was vaguely skullular. Yeah, vaguely. Skullular. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. That was okay. I want to talk about Alexi though. I I the reintroduction of him as the prisoner is like one of my favorite character moments ever. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy the fuck out of David Harbour as Alexi and like how different he is from the beginning and the middle. Yep. But you believe it. You're like, this guy is the same person. He just, he's been through some shit. Uh, and he's so fun. Like when he's like breaking people's arms, arm wrestling them and like getting out of prison, he's so excited to talk to them. And that whole helicopter sequence when he's like, oh, I love you guys so much. And they're like, fuck you, man. Fuck you so much. <laughs> uh, I just really enjoy that dynamic. When he's like, when Florence Pugh, I, the funniest part of the whole movie to me is when Florence Pugh's like, we're not going to make it to Moscow. Or we yeah. don't have enough fuel. And he's like, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it. And she's like, okay. And then the next shot is just the helicopter fucking smashing on yeah, the ground. Yeah, just fucking your reality field is so <laughs> stupid. Like, shut up. It's not how the world works anymore, bro. Yeah. And when it's also like, it's a good kind of character hint at how deeply he's just so in denial about everything. And yeah. I mean, like, it's a comedic moment, but I think it works to serve his deeper arc, which is like realizing like how fucked up he is. I think it also it touches on the whole was our family real or not? Yep. You know, yeah, like totally. You can just because you say it's a certain way doesn't mean it is a certain way. Yeah. And in reality, you know, you were just grooming us to be super soldiers. Totally. And- when when they kind of like they only dip their toes into that theme, in my opinion, like they don't go deep into like the trauma that they shared, uh, and like it doesn't feel like they've really reckoned with their past. It feels like it feels like a Disney resolution where it's like we were family. I've got two families now instead of like. Yo, you guys are like so fucked. You have so much deep programming that you haven't unlearned. Like you're all very unwell. You need to figure that out before you can be like, we're a family. Well, you got to save it for the Yelena sequel. Fair. I can't mm. wait. <laughs> that, she have a TV show. I want 
a Yelena sequel. Yeah. That that like she was hands down probably the best character in oh, that movie. Hundred percent. I don't know if I want. I want it because she was awesome and hands down the best. I totally agree. But I don't know if I want that for Florence Pugh's career. Um. I want to see her do other things. <laughs> and yeah. on the one hand, I, I'm kind of thinking, well. The, they can't afford to just make that her career. But if they can do it with Scarlett Johansson, they can do it with anybody. Yeah. They can't afford it. I I think they'll... Uh, I think she'll keep doing other things. I think she's so in demand and so well... Like, she's just so talented that I've, and people recognize that. There is the Hawkeye TV show. Who cares? Fuck Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> but now that she'll be the villain in it, that's cool. Or like... But the... What do you guys think of that post credit scene? I thought it was such a bummer. And I thought I was going to be super excited. Like, Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, like, one of the best fucking comedians ever. Um, and Florence Pugh is one of my favorite people. And so, like, the fact that they're bringing them together, setting her up as, like, this is your next mission. I was like, this is cool. So, but- let's, let's just unpack the scene a bit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, we get the final scenes of the movie is going into Infinity War. So, we've got a blonde uh, Nat who is alive. And then the credits roll. And then the post credit scene She's dead from the events of Endgame. She dies in, yeah, yeah, dies dies in Endgame. And then, so we've got uh, Yelena at her tombstone. And then this other figure, a character I don't think we've ever met before. She's in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier she is? for okay. a second. Yeah. And she, what is, who is she? She runs some organization. Like She's some like Nick Fury. Of... Yeah, some sub-shield. I, I, I don't know 100%, but as far as I understand, it's like, yeah, some lesser organization. And she's recruiting Yelena to do some actions against Shield? Hawkeye. Against Hawkeye specifically. Yeah, because like, and like, it's, I found that setup kind of lame in the sense that like, you already know what's going to happen. Like, you know that they're going to fight. And then at one point, he'll be like, they'll have a breakthrough where she understands that he, he didn't want to kill yeah, her. Right, right. That the, their values are aligned. <laughs> yeah, and actually. so this whole series will be like, just a fucking waste of my time. It's like, yeah, actually, you guys like love Black Widow a lot. And you guys didn't want to see her die. Like, why the fuck are you fighting? You're actually touching on something interesting. Um, it's the same deal with Loki, right? It's like, Okay, you got these characters, and it's interesting for them to be anti, like antagonists or villains, uh, and then still like them a lot. And then they have these competing interests, but they're always gonna converge in an outcome that's happy for everybody. Yeah, like there's no way you could be like, I love Hawkeye and I love Yelena, <laughs> and in this episode, Yelena kills Hawkeye. Oh, that's I just love not that. gonna happen. <laughs> that would be so. That's sick, like the though. Game of Thrones yeah, version I of it. That. I, I I feel by the end of this movie, I'm sick of like Marvel movies not killing characters. Like I felt like they could have mm. killed killed some characters in this one. Like I, I thought the mom was going to die. Like I thought she was kind of underdeveloped. And I thought that the whole reason was that she was going to have to sacrifice herself yeah. or Alexi maybe. But uh, yeah, when no one dies in these movies, I get so frustrated. And they also like they kill so many people throughout the film. Yeah. yeah. Or it's at least implied like, yeah, that soldier's dead for sure. Yeah. But then when you get to the big bad, it's always some kind of indirect action of the hero that kills yeah. them yeah like, especially with a guy who's as detestable as Drake I was just just let him just let her shoot him in the fucking head I like that moment when Florence Pugh and like like Black Widow's running towards the helicopter and she's on top and she's like I gotta do this Boom, and she gets launched I like that moment and I like I like Big Bad's ex- dying in helicopter explosions like there's something about that that just like <laughs> tickles my fancy yeah it makes you want to like do a free willy jump yeah, yeah! <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, see you later but <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, I don't know. It was just a weird whole sequence. And like the whole escape from the thing was just not pleasant. I was just like, I don't care. Like the whole the whole space station, I don't care. I just don't care about a fucking stupid space station. It just got too big. Yeah. And like nobody knew where that red room was. Like <laughs> so big. a giant like yeah. jet powered yeah. fortress. Yeah. 
that clearly would have shown up on anybody's radar. Yeah. No, like, it's hiding in the clouds. Clouds block radar. Clouds block radar. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Google knows where it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Google, it's, it's actually run by Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a nitpick. I have a couple nitpicks. Yeah, um, the accents in this movie Very pissed inconsistent. me off. Very inconsistent. Well, yeah. I don't. I just don't understand the logic. I understand. Okay, I understand the perspective of. Uh, we want the audience to think these characters are Russian. Mm -hmm. So they talk like this, even though they can speak English. Yeah. And it's like, and they're super spies that are trained to not have accents so they can blend in. Well, anywhere. that's the thing. At the beginning in Ohio, it's like, hey, kids, how are you? Remember that big adventure? And then as yeah. soon as he meets Drakov in the airport, it's like, Drakov, my man, good to see you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. we talked in previous episodes, like, if you speak... Hindi and you speak English, you'll meld the two and just do whatever like yeah, is, yeah. makes more sense. You'll use idioms, you'll mix them. But I, is it true? And we don't really have a a second language person here. Is it true that you'll just revert to like Russian accents because even though we're still speaking English, it's like like is it more effort to not have the accent? I feel like once you've attained no accent status, that's what you do. I mean, maybe no accent is actually putting on an accent. So like every time you go like Russian mode. It's kind of like putting on an action accent for somebody who's trying to not. Uh, it's kind of the same thing as somebody who's trying to not have an accent. Yeah. They're like consciously making sure that they're making the correct sounds. I could see how, let, let's say I'm speaking Russian and my tongue wants to do Russian sound things. And then if I switch to English, I might have a Russian accent on my, because my tongue is in that mode. Yeah. But these characters are just speaking English constantly. I guess it's like, hey, look, it's a movie. It's not going to have subtitles. We're not going to make a Marvel movie that's all in Russian with yeah. subtitles using American actors. That's stupid. Yeah, work, yeah. But like, am I supposed to just assume that they're actually just speaking Russian? I, that's what I kind of assumed is that it's exactly that is that they're speaking Russian to each other and they're that's just the Disney or the way. audience. Yes, yeah, but the but audience. then they actually revert to Russian sometimes. So that yeah. kind of dispels that illusion. Yeah, it's uh, it it's, just kind of pulls me out. Fair enough. Especially when Rachel Weiss is like brutal with that. Yeah. <laughs> with that what I just found like the accents kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, overall, like I was like, uh, like especially Rachel. Yeah, Rachel Weiss was the worst. Although I've got to say, a hit pick for me is how Russian Ray Winstone looked the first time you see him in his like tracksuit and gold watch and gold rings and stuff. I was like, that might be the most Russian person I've ever seen, even though he's not Russian. <laughs> young Drakov. Yeah, young Drakov. Man, the de aging this movie is amazing. Young David Harbor. I was like, did he just like lose a bunch of weight and just, yes, like, something? Actually. But but it's like, I, I just believe You mean him. he did, literally? I, I, okay. I looked it up on, the Wikip on Wikipedia, yep. and yeah, apparently he lost like 60 pounds. Hey, good for over him. Over the course of the, they just thought that last. Oh. So over the course of the movie, he yeah. lost 60 pounds. Oh, that makes sense. And good that's, for him. Yeah, yeah. Man, that would be insane to be part of like a, a Marvel fitness team. I, I forget which movie I, I watched one of the actors like getting fit. And it was just like, it was insane the yeah. amount of like exercise and diet. Well, I mean, had. though, like if you were a multimillionaire and you were pay your job was to get in shape, like you'd get in shape. That'd be so fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Like all I'm going to do today is eat turkey sandwiches <laughs> and do chin ups. Yeah. Not even yeah. have to cook it for yourself. The only stress you have is making sure that you're, you know, you're doing yeah. what you need to do to be healthy. Exactly. And, like I, mean, I can totally understand what stress does to people because it, it does this to me. It's hard. So like, you know, it, losing weight on your own is difficult but if you're like focused on it and you don't have any other worries at all and yeah. you have a team of scientists you have a team of scientists yeah. although i will say i have in the past done workout regimes where i needed to eat and eat and eat 
So if you if they have to like put on thirty yeah. pounds of muscle, mm. it gets so tired. Dang. You get so sick like of 7, chicken, 000, 8, chicken 000, and broccoli. Yeah. You're just like, ugh. That's fair. I used to slam. You know those cottage cheeses that are. I love those. That are like seven hundred fifty <laughs> yeah, yeah, mils, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. this big. Uh, it would do one of those a day. Oh no! The <laughs> poops must have stayed. At first, I would do them all in one sitting because I love cottage yeah, cheese. Yeah, and then but you get then I had to break it up like. <laughs> After work yeah. and then before bed, it, oh, it was a lot yeah, of cottage cheese. In every uh, fitness person's fridge that isn't a vegan, there's cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did a lot of pasta. It wasn't clean. It wasn't like that clean. I was yeah, just yeah. powerlifting, so it was just yeah. like, fuck it, just whatever calories I can get. Oh, man, um, yeah. Um, but the Rachel Weiss, I couldn't even tell if at the beginning she was de-aged or if they made her look older for the rest of the movie. I think she's de-aged. She must be. Yeah, because she looks like she did in the Fountain, and that movie's twenty years old. So. Yeah, I just found her character like the least compelling. Uh, I don't know, like I really like what they did with the pig thing, where I'm like, oh, she's so fucked when they she has the thing that can take the breath away from the pig. Yeah, and it's so twisted, and like everyone doesn't want to speak because of their family dynamic. But like at, at one point, Natasha speaks again because she's like the 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 older sibling, and it's just like, oh, what what's wrong with this? And it's like, yo, you're fucking killing this pig. What's wrong? And I. I mean, like we're we're wired to feel sympathy for animals. We're like we like dogs more than people, and like we like cute pigs more than people too, probably. Well, I mean, you um, see the pig like just trying to gasp but can't. Oh my god! And it's like, oh wow, this is sadistic. Like, I yeah. mean, she's like, oh, what's what's wrong? He could have lived for another like twelve <laughs> seconds, and it's like that's not the point. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yeah, at all. Yeah, this is so needless suffering. Yeah, it's a weird. I felt so conflicted because it's it's such a good character moment in the sense that like you really understand how twisted she is. How and you're going to believe later on that she could betray everyone. Yeah, totally. But yeah. uh, it's also just unpleasant to watch. I'm like, I don't want to see this pig get hurt. She had some good comedic moments. Her limp was a little too limpy at the end. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely yeah, one of the weaker characters, yeah. but I didn't hate her. Yeah. What do you guys think about Natasha in this movie? I thought she was like, okay, she was good. It's, yeah. yeah, I feel like the movie. From what perspective was she okay or good? You mean like the the performance was pretty good, but I think like she didn't have Scarlett is like solid. Yeah, like she's, she's a, a very good again actor. a very good actor. Like you've seen yeah. Marriage Story or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I don't know. I I don't know what I expected, but like it didn't feel like there was a ton of growth. And I feel like for me, like I, I kind of mentioned before, it's like the arc shouldn't have been are they a family or not. It should have been like like we have love for each other, but we're all so fucked up. And like she starts that way. But then the movie tries to convince me of like the more emotionalist side. And I'm like, no, Natasha was right, man. Like they all need fucking therapy, like more than each other. <laughs> well, it's something we've talked about before with iconic characters, mm. iconic characters being, you know, they they usually don't have arcs because you want them. To, you want James Bond, Indiana Jones, Luke Skywalker to be who they are every Fair. time you see them. When like Han Solo is Han Solo. I don't want him to at the end of the movie be like, you know what? I'm going to start being a nice guy. It's like, <laughs> no, he's a scoundrel. You must always be a scoundrel because yeah. that's why I like watching Han Solo. Yeah. So iconic characters who are in movies like 20 different movies in Marvel, um, they can't change that much. That's fair. So that's it's that's going to happen. That's a casualty of these movies. However, we do get to see her deal with little issues. Like, can I figure out this one thing from my past? Um, and I think they did a pretty good job with that. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, and you, yeah, I just think like that is the strength of the movie is like her dealing with the past. And I think I, re I really enjoy all the family dynamic. It's just it, it was believable, even though it's like so much more like heightened out of real life. But I don't know. I just I felt it. Yeah, I, I didn't ever really know what the dramatic question of the movie is like i even rewatched at least the first half okay. and was like 
okay, I'm look, I'm actively looking now for the part where she says the theme of the movie, when she like says to another character, I don't know this about myself or blah, blah, blah. And it like never really happens. And yeah. I, there's never a point where I'm like, okay, this is what they're going to do in this movie. They're going to try to solve this. Yeah. The movie kind of just like keeps falling into new stuff. I feel like the, the, I don't know if it's the dramatic question, but like the dramatic answer is like when she, she's like, I used to think I had no family, but now I have two. Uh, yeah. That's like the answer, I think, for the movie. But it's not really posing that question. Yeah, there's definitely the, the answer is like, you know, like, where do I belong? Where do I come from? Yeah. But it's just I think it's because of the way they set it up with she's relaxing, gets a mysterious package, just gets attacked. Then now I'm in Budapest talking to my sister. There's just never a, th- just the way that it's set up. Just it's never posed that way. She doesn't like, um, you know, she doesn't leave the village to try to seek an answer. Yeah. She doesn't really like the heroes, like the call to adventure really is just like, oh, shit, I'm getting attacked. Uh, yep. Now I'm going to go and find my sister. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of it is, oh, well, you know, I don't know who my biological parents were uh, and, I, and I never will. Um, but is that a problem mm. kind of thing? Like, well, I have other families now. Like that's that's kind of I think that is actually kind of the question and answer in a way. Mm. Um, it's kind of roundabout but uh, at the same time like at the end of the movie she when uh, when she's talking to uh drakov and he's like uh, unknown is is who who your mother was and it's oh, like yeah. it was crushing for her but then she realizes like wait no i'm fighting for something completely different other than my my family my family i never knew this is the family that i know kind of thing but right. at the same time yeah like the entire reason she starts fighting is because oh well big bad wants this thing i have so clearly i need to stop it yeah yeah i like, mean actually now i'm coming around to it because yeah she she doesn't leave the house being like i'm going to find my sister because this is a part of me i need to deal with she leaves because she has this mission and she has the picture of her sister and she's like okay now i have a spy reason to confront my past yeah. and that actually makes sense for me because yeah. she does bottle stuff up. She does seem like the kind of character who's just going to be like, I'm going to forget about that part of my yeah. life. Yeah, this is just how it That's is. Fair. So it makes sense that she gets goaded into it that way. That's fair. And there is like a certain kind of harmony in that. Like, yeah, I have my family now, the Avengers. But do you? Are they your real family? Yeah. Because right now during Civil War, you're hiding and hanging out by yourself. So yeah. where the fuck is your family? Because yep. the thing with family is they're your family forever. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you do. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're always you're stuck with them. You're stuck with them. So in this, she... She meets this new family who, for better or worse, are part of her past. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do actually acknowledge that they all have problems at the end. Like, they they all talk about how, you know, messed up they are. They acknowledge it. I guess they just don't go into it. It's the same with, like, like the, the montage of, like, the sex trafficking. Like, they're just, like, touching that theme. And I'm like, or, like, not sex trafficking, just human trafficking. I like that, like, they're willing to, like, play around with the idea of it. But then it's never, like, really brought up again. Like, the Black Widows don't seem, like... Like, they're clearly victims of a system meant to oppress them and, like, uh, exploit them. But it's, like, it's just, like, so surface level that it doesn't feel that satisfying. Yeah, like, you got that montage. And I actually was watching it. I'm like, wait a second. If this is a program, they're in Cuba, they're with this general. Why are they suddenly in a shipping container? Yeah. Like, if this is, like, a government program, why don't they just go in a private plane back to the to Red Room? Yeah. What the hell are these kids? Why are they acting like they're like illegally trafficking these kids? Yeah. And that's never said in the movie. I just eventually I, I came around to being like, oh, well, that's part of the training. They have to expose these kids to these atrocities. Uh, so so these the trauma. ones that can't handle that, they die. And the ones that can, they become super soldiers. Uh, but that's just me putting that in there. Yeah. 
Well, I think one of the strengths of the movie is that it moves at a, a great clip where you're constantly, it, you're being presented with new fun stuff. So you don't really have time to think about it. Like, I didn't even think about it. After the sequence, I was just like, that was cool. That was dark. And then it, we're, we're doing stuff. And I think the movie has a pretty good understanding of where the audience is in terms of like mental space. Uh, and in terms of like doing most of the setups and payoffs are pretty good. Like I really like when they're, um, I guess, they're, yeah, they're running away from the Black Widows and then they go to the subway. I mean, how the fuck did they survive that crash into the subway? I don't oh, know. Oh, there's a bunch of yeah, crazy like She's stuff. invincible in car But I, car really, I really like when Florence Pugh, again, very quick, goes to grab her arm and Natasha's like, don't do that yet. Uh, and then, like, you, they don't explain what's going to happen. But all of a sudden, at the end, you see where Taskmaster's view, and he, he sees the blood trail go into the sewer. And then he he or she, sorry, she jumps into the sewer. Um, but then the camera shows that they hid and, like, she locked her arm. I'm like, that's a perfect setup payoff. And they give the audience just enough information that it feels, like, rewarding to get it. But it's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, and by the way, Natasha's been in this train station. And this is where she hung out with Clint. Oh, uh, yeah. During the Budapest thing. Oh. And there's like X and O's. Like, yep. That's awesome. Ah, yeah. No, I thought that was a, a great little setup. Like this movie, this is what I was alluding to in my uh, synopsis where it makes interactions in Endgame with Clint better. Yeah. It makes, and other movies where you, I really wish actually that I had known uh, that this was in the part of the timeline that it is because I, I didn't watch the trailer. I don't even remember seeing any trailer. I assume that this was like they're gonna de-age the shit out of her, and she's gonna be playing like a twenty-year-old version of herself. Oh god, yeah. Like uh, I didn't know this origin. I would have watched Civil War again, and yeah, or Winter Soldier again as well, and like kind of got in the mode. But yeah. um, I think it holds up on its own, though. It does a pretty good job of like bringing you in. Uh, it's not like I don't know with some of the worst Marvel movies where it's like you really they only hold up with the context of Marvel on their own. They're garbage. This is like even if you didn't watch any other Marvel movies, it'd be fine. Well, stuff with Ross, you're kind of like, wait, what's going on there? But yeah, um, that's fair. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like you said, the pacing is pretty quick, so it gets yeah. out of there. Yeah. I really like the introduction of um, Yelena. When we first see her, she's like this team leader on this mission. She attacks that chick. Oh, yeah. And then she like that fight is awesome where she drops the knife into yeah. her other hand. Yeah. Like st- cuts her belly and open. Then, You're like, man, yeah. she's savage. Yeah. And then but and then just within seconds, it's like, oh, it turns out she was under the spell. Like We just get it so yeah. fast and it moves yeah. so quick. Yeah. And then she's willing to stick a knife in her own leg to pull that yep. tracker out. I just, I'm like, well, I'm stolen this character. Yeah, I also think that that's another, like I, like I said before, they do good little character moments for you to understand her dynamic. And I think that like uh, that moment when she, she's kind of like about to lose and then drops the knife and stabs her. She's used to being on the back foot. She's used to being like the loser and using that to her advantage. And I think that was a little good little moment. And I just, yeah, you're right. That whole introduction is so good. It's so succinct that like you get her, you just get it. You get her yeah. dynamic, you get her power, you get it all. And, and there's other things that you don't get, but they don't matter. Like when the spell is uh, fades and then the person she's attacking, like they're on a first name basis. Yeah. And you're like, how? Or who is, what the hell is this mission they're on? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. And I like the stakes that it set up too when the other Black Widow is like, like, oh, we're going after team leader now. And you're like, oh, it's going to be one of these. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was a. I didn't. I went into this pretty blind. Like I wasn't super interested in it. I'm like Black Widow's like an okay character, but I don't know. She ranks above Hawkeye for me for characters I want to see fleshed out, but not like much higher. So it's like I don't hate Hawkeye now as much as I used to. Like Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's so like okay, kind of a one face kind of guy. Yeah, you're like I'm like how. I just don't want to trash talk him too much. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> you should go on his app and send him some accolades. He has an app? He has one of the... Yeah, there's like apps oh, that's... No. There's like this one company, I think, that makes apps for different... Celebrities? Celebrities. Oh, and you can, It's just like... Imagine his Instagram page, 
but it's a whole app. And yeah. you just, all oh. the other Jeremy Renner fans are on there and you guys just talk about how much you love Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? I think there's like Renner bucks you can buy and shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, like Mike Clout. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I can't imagine, man. I saw a weird nitpick in this movie. Um, she is in her trailer. There's like a shot of her waistline. Like she's wearing like little shorts because she's winding down and watching James Bond in her trailer. Oh, yeah. Right? She's, she's wearing these shorts. She's in her jammies. Then the generator dies. So she goes outside and she's like pull starting the generator. Now she's in gray sweatpants. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe there's mosquitoes. You put pants. You're in the woods. Sure, yeah. Probably wouldn't have changed at all, but maybe there's mosquitoes. Something you put the yeah, sweatpants yeah. on. Yeah. Then it cuts to her throwing uh, Jerry Cannon into the back of her car and she's driving into town. And that's when she has the fight with Taskmaster. Yep. Now she's in her full spy gear. Like, she, she, oh, she, now yeah. she has like, like black leather on and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe she's just always prepared or something like I that. It's so. like, but three wardrobe changes in the stand of about 90 I seconds. Didn't I, I was that, just like, oh, yeah. okay. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. She, yeah, she's in full gear. It would have been way more fun if she was in sweatpants. Yeah. Like she could have been wearing the gray sweatpants. Totally. Yeah. She like rips them yeah, off the, and she has her spy she suit under. She didn't do anything <laughs> with the spy suit, did she? I don't no. remember anything happening in that scene. No. I wonder if it was just shot out of sequence and they put it together or if it just wasn't a consideration. They just wanted to see her fight in her sweet gear. But I guess they I don't fit. think it. I, I bet if we look back at it, it's not like her sick gear, but it's definitely like black pants and probably like a black leather jacket. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Whatever. She's just get, some people get ready to go to town. You know, that's true. Like you've ever been at the airport like and you're like, all the North Americans traveling are just wearing sweats and no makeup, and then everyone from other countries, like all oh, the people they from Italy, are wearing like high heels and stuff. Like, oh, some people actually give a shit and put effort in when they leave yeah. the house. <laughs> not, not us. Not us. <laughs> oh my god, man. I have a couple nitpicks too. Those fireflies, way too bright. Man, if it's the middle of the day, fire you can't see fireflies. HDR, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it's one of those things that's like it your brain no, it's not that the CG looks bad, is that your brain understands that it's not possible and so it, it looks bad. But the CG does look bad. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen fireflies. Really? Yeah, like never actually seen them. I don't I don't believe they exist in Newfoundland. If they do, I've never seen them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've seen them here. I don't so see like, them here either. Yeah, like I, I've never seen them, so I don't actually have a frame of reference as to whether or not that was realistic. The you can see them, but it's usually like at dusk uh, or night, and like sunset, you can kind of see them. It's just they're not like bright, but middle of the day, no, 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 you cannot see it. They're oh, four hundred nits. Yeah, not even <laughs> like fifty. Uh, no, the uh, CG in general, though, there are so many moments where I was like, "That's CG." That's yeah. like anything yeah. things that didn't have to be like this. When the first instance was when Yelena gets gassed. Oh I'm, yeah! Like, why couldn't that have just been a practical like boof interface? Yeah. Oh, they had to have the sparkly bits. Yeah. Yeah, but they they did more than just sparkly bits. Yeah. For me, I think the big CG mo- first CG moment that got me was when uh, Natasha falls off the roof and hits like ten things on her way down. It looked painful, and like I bought it on that level, but it was also like, uh, is she like a fucking superhero or what's going on? Like she would be dead. I There's guess. even a yoink where you know like. <laughs> You know the yoinks where usually if they did it practically, they'd have a cable attached to a harness and they go zoop and pull yeah. you backwards. Like if someone really, if the, if the Hulk punches you, yeah, yeah, yeah. get kind of yoinked out or yanked. Um, they did that one on the bridge with Taskmaster, but she gets yanked right off the bridge and falls like very far, right? So that was a full CG model of her, yeah. to my eye anyway. And it just looked like, why? That one didn't bother me that much because it's so dark. Like I, my brain just kind of like accepted it as mush anyway. But, uh, yeah, man, that whole skydiving sequence was so dumb. It was just like, you, your brain can't engage on any level. Like, there's no grounding in any reality. You just like, it's like, this is just, 
fucking like little CG models doing CG model things. I don't, I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, oh, sick. Now they're going to fight while they're falling down the sky. That's cool. But uh, that's not. I'd rather they didn't, though. Yeah. I like when she puts the backpack on her sister. Although I was like, why don't you just put the backpack on yourself and then grab her? Like, why, why, why this setup? <laughs> Maybe she wanted to make sure that if she fell, that yeah, at least. I guess you know. so. Maybe she didn't have confidence in her leg power to hold on. Or the but then parachute. I guess I like also like when she gives her the parachute and then she's like she sees Taskmaster and she has to dip herself and then they fight. That was cool. But yeah, it's just like I don't know, CG diving where it's so clear. Like I it doesn't matter how good it looks, my brain will just be like, that's not possible. This is all fake. And like I just can't engage on that level. I don't know, it's hard. It's hard. And like I, I, I just don't want CG in my book. You think is now. that at the same part of your brain or a different part of the brain that makes you go well, you can't just smash your forehead on a table and you <laughs> sever a nerve. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Especially when, I guess, like, she was getting punched in the face. Am I right? Like, the setup there was like, oh, she was intentionally getting punched in the face to sever the nerve? No, oh, maybe. I just, yeah, that, that whole thing was unnecessary. And it was also, like, kind of, like, I found it kind of demeaning in the sense that, like, she's been a strong, independent woman for, like, decades now. And yet, this still this man still gets to have control over her. Like it felt like such a like shitty moment of like. But it would have been he, the opposite of that had it actually been psychological conditioning. Yes. Yeah, and where she she's overcame. Like, yes. Yeah, because that that's be real. Better. You know, yeah. there's tons of like when you can't leave a relationship, you're like you know yeah. that you should. Like yeah. that would have been saying something. Yeah. But when it's just like up. Ah, yeah. It, uh, my pheromones yeah. mean you can't do it. Yeah. If you're like, damn it, you yeah. can't. And like, <laughs> literally, me. if all, all it took was severing the nerve and immediately she could attack him, like, just fucking, just plug your nose, Because man. she's overcome nothing. <laughs> yeah. And the, if the whole movie is about trauma of her past, then why shouldn't she have to overcome that in order to defeat yeah. the bad guy? Yeah. It's, speci- it's like, yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's just a dumb yeah, like, addition. You could say that, oh, well, maybe like the lay person wouldn't really get it so much. But at the same time, why would the lay person understand pheromones? Yeah. And I, why would the lame person understand severing a nerve to. Yeah. I think the lay person gets it because I think everybody has trauma. I think, and yeah. everybody oh, needs yeah, to work sure. through that shit. Yeah. I actually missed that it was severing the nerve thing. I thought she just like fucking put enough blood in her nose that she couldn't smell anywhere. <laughs> she, I didn't the, hear. she plugs her nose. You're dead. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I fucking thought. Yeah. I, I, what do you guys think of that Black Widow fight sequence when like the 50 Black Widows come into the room and fight her? I thought it was pretty good. There's definitely a little bit too much of the wide shot where you can see people just like waiting for their turn, <laughs> waiting for yeah. their turn. And it's fine. It's like they're like you could. I think you could make the argument that uh, uh, that they taught Drakeoff, them all manners and they're all. Very well, yeah. Patient. And like Drakeoff <laughs> said, make her suffer. And they're they're like, OK, we want to make her fight and like t- like switch out and take turns to tire her out so that we can beat the fuck out of her. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought like the when the explosion or like the I like the attaching the antidote to the flash grenade and throwing that in. I thought that was clever. But I, I don't know, like the sequence when it's all in slow motion, everyone's like, huh? I just found it really tacky. I don't know. I just didn't buy anything about it. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have noticed it. Yeah. Like they were they were focused on um, on Natasha. Yeah. So they should have been just like focused on that. And like somebody's like about to like punch her and the bomb goes off. And they're like, yeah, like that. That probably would have been better. It would have still been kind of corny. But yeah. like the fist lands and they're like, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What did I just do? Maybe maybe I guess what I wanted was like throw the nerve agent to like like paralyze them for a second. And they all like convulse. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it just seems like it's weird that they're like middle of a punch and like, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're, I wanted something to happen. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just like you faint. Mm. You, you, yeah. Yeah. That you, wouldn't have made the first uh, scene of that. That's fair. Work. 
Yeah. Like if she had fainted, then the uh, the other agent that we yeah. know her name once. Yeah. I think. Or maybe it's like painful or something. Like you scream. Like I don't know. I don't know. Shit your pants. You everybody, <laughs> everybody can see it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's why none of them are wearing white except for the people who are already liberated. liberated. Mm. Yeah. We never talked about the funniest. For sure, the funniest uh, through line in this movie is the her being a poser. Yeah. Oh, Elena yeah. saying when when yeah. Florence Pugh is like in the convenience store, like mocking her with her her poses. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. I love it. What's what's this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, you're a poser. You, you, you pose like yeah. you, you do the thing. It's, it's like so funny. I like that meta aspect of it where. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avengers exist in a world and they're on magazine covers and everyone knows who they are. And then you've got this other person who's like equally trained yeah. who sees those magazine covers. No one knows who she is. Yeah. He lives in that kind of shadow. Yeah. I love when she drops in the vent and poses and she like gets up. She's like, oh, that was yeah. nasty. <laughs> Disgusting. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, I actually really like that dynamic. And I think it was fun when uh, like they're at, when the helicopters crash and they're kind of confronting Alexi. Uh, and they're both like, you fucked us up so bad. Like, how could you possibly think you're a good dad? But he's like, 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 what did you think you were successful? And he looks at Natasha and he's like, look at you. You are successful. Like you're everything anyone could want to be. And I thought that was an interesting like, turnaround because she's so like stuck in her trauma and kind of feeling like her past as a victim. But like she overcame and is like one of the top 10 people on the fucking planet. If you, well, it depends what your goals are. Maybe her, for her, she's like, you know, it's like that Britney Spears song, Lucky. Yeah. You know? fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Anybody else remember that? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, she'd rather just be just in some suburban home or something like that. That's just fair. like with a family. That's fair. She could have said that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I am. But I never wanted this. Yeah. Like that could have been part of the trauma. Right. Yeah. Free, free widow. Hashtag free widow. Yeah. Like free Britney. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back on Alexi. One thing that's cool that I. um. I'm obviously not smart enough to think of this, but I uh, heard the screenwriter talk about he, he really liked how, because we hear, hear Alexi talk about Captain America all the time. And the, the cool um, contrast between those characters is that Steve Rogers is a weak person who wants to do good, um, but can't. And then he is a strong person who's forced to pretend that he's weak. Yeah. He's, they're actually yeah. like oh, opposites. Oh, that's that really way. cool. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I like that whole dynamic of him being so jealous of Captain America. It's like, does he talk about me? Like, <laughs> like we're we're like rivals. We're like, yeah, yeah, compatriots. co equals, co equals. <laughs> Not really rivals, co equals. Yeah, like, yeah, he's a contemporary of him. That's just kind of like that's hilarious, actually, yeah. especially coming from a Russian character. <laughs> where you know, I, you always wonder about different narratives, right? We're like, yeah, Americans killed the space race. No, like we rock. But you've got to imagine that it's just like the way that that story is sold. From the other angles, very different. Right? Why do you guys think that he was put in a prison? Like, do they explain that? I kind of missed that. I think they said that Drakov put him there. Does it just like keep him quiet? Because it's weird. Like, you think if you had a Russian superhero, you'd like you'd want to do the Captain America thing, where you're like, see, Russia's fucking strong. Like, it felt weird to me that uh, they didn't like really explain why he's. I think they explained it a little bit because they talked about like even the fact that Drakov put him in Ohio. Um, but yeah. I don't remember now. Yeah, fair. But the one in the audience, tell me, tell me. Oh, it'll be all over the comments. We yeah, just... you need to watch the movie again. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, we wanted to shoot this on Monday. Now it's Thursday, so I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I think that's about all I have. Yeah, me too. I like the movie. I'd recommend it. Marvel fans should definitely watch it. Yeah. I think yep. it could have been better, but a million times. but still, it was like quite good. Yep. Yeah, I think seven. It's like right in the seven. 
for me. I wish they it had been more tonally consistent. There's there's multiple tones in the movie, and I like them individually. I like the family uh, dark comedy aspect. Yep. That was cool. Yep. But what was given to us in the beginning, that montage, mm. that is what I want the whole yep. movie to be, the dark night of Marvel movies, yeah. basically. I think that the Black Widow facility, if, if it had been like a more torturous facility, more about the trafficking, I think that could have brought it all kind of full circle. But because it's just like they're doing like taekwondo with guns yeah. it's like, like that's their training I, wanted, oh. I think what i wanted is like like i said x-men 2 where um wolverine has these flashbacks then they go to the facility yeah. and he sees the tank he was in yeah. and that triggers him i want to see that and then he confronts the abuser that's fair. that would have been all better than like where's the red room oh now it's in space never been here before yeah. no power this location has no power over me yeah that's true it means yeah. literally nothing it's it a cool visual it should have literally been underground yeah. like it's a soviet era like special unit kind of thing they should have had it literally in an underground base in siberia or something for sure like it would have been cliche but it would have made sense it would have made more sense and it no. would have been a lot more like emotionally yeah uh weighted for the characters yeah and spookier too and and yeah. From like that whole hero's journey thing, uh, the innermost cave. The innermost cave is where you go and deal with your deepest yep. trauma, and that would have had harmony with that, yep. which would have been cool. They should have taken the sets from Tenet. The end of Tenet. Oh there, yeah, there. yeah, sure. That, that would be that'd be cool. That would have worked. That's the only thing Tenet I like. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> There's lots of like. There's in lots Tenet. of like. In lots Tenet. of not like too. But anyway, this isn't about Tenet. Can we can we do Mission Impossible? I just want to watching this movie. Like, let's just fucking do Mission Impossible. It's so much better. You know, I agree. I think we should do it. There's yeah. lots of fans of that franchise. Yeah, we should get yeah. into that. Yeah. What do, do you guys it. think? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Tweet at us at Carpal Critics. Email us. Hello at carpalcritics.ca. Oh, by the way, this is just for super fans because no one else is listening at this point. But we are thinking about rebranding. Oh. We are thinking about, uh, we've actually already thought about a new name, and I'm letting you know now it's going to happen, and we'll continue to tease it. Also, next week, we may be in our new set. Lots of changes on this podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, next week, we're going to be doing Loki. It's going to hurt to uh, spend so much time watching that, but we're going to do it, and uh, look forward to that. More Marvel. <laughs> and Riley should be back next week, and a Sarah episode upcoming, too. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, for real. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have to do it again sometime. See you later. Bye. Bye.